You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams, home organizer and creator of the clutter-free home process. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is not a show for little ears. If your kids are in the room, please pause now. This show has an explicit rating. We're going deep. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Welcome, welcome. Today I'm talking about shooting all over yourself, which is something that comes up all the time for clients and students, something that I've really had to work on in my own life too. And just something that has really helped with my own mindset, because once I realize it's happening, I can reframe it and stop myself from saying it or kind of dig into my thoughts around it and come up with a more better informed decision moving forward. I feel like that sounds a little cryptic, so I'm just going to dig into it. But the purpose is to help you realize when you're doing it too, to give you some examples about when it comes up and get some solutions for realizing when you're doing it and what to do instead. So should is one of my least favorite words ever. I'll just be upfront with that. And you could probably gather that from the title of today's show too. I firmly believe that we should stop shooting all over ourselves because it's not doing us any favors. So again, we're going to talk about how it comes up in organizing, how it comes up in life and how to reframe it. We'll start with the definition definition from Oxford languages is that should is used to indicate obligation, duty, or correctness, typically when criticizing someone's actions, as in he should have been more careful. And what ends up happening, I find, is that the person's actions that you're generally criticizing are your own. It's a very guilt-ridden word, and we're going to get into that too. But once you notice how it creeps into your life, you are not going to be able to unsee it. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. Okay, so the first way that it comes up all the time is that people say, I feel like I should be able to do that. And from decluttering and organizing to home projects, you know, maybe it's something that you should, you, you should, you have to get done around the house. I see this so much. I should be able to do that. And it ends up being the thing that often stops you from getting other people to help you specifically outsourcing or hiring help. I feel like this happens not. I feel like it definitely happens a lot when I start to talk to people who are potential students for the course community or potential in-home clients. They felt frustrated in the past because they felt really guilty that they should be able to take care of decluttering and organizing by themselves. It should be something that they should be able to tackle on their own. And then they're frustrated that they can't seem to get it done. And then with enough frustration, it it comes time to bring in some help. I found this in my own home. There are different projects that we need to get done. And myself or my husband will say like, well, I feel like I should be able to tackle that. But if it's not your area of expertise, if this isn't something that you're tackling 
day in and day out. The thing is that you often end up saving a lot of time and sometimes money just in the time you would have to take to figure something out and learn it. Learn it if you hire somebody else to do it or to teach you how to do it. Case in point, my toilet was running for a long time and I couldn't really figure it out. My husband couldn't really figure it out. And the next time my handyman came out, I had him take a look at it and he sorted it really quick and was able to just glance at it and say, oh, it's the blah, 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 and then get the part, replace it. And now it works. And that was a quick same day, same hour situation for somebody who knew a lot about toilets. I don't know anything about toilets. So it would have taken me a lot of research and a lot of trial and error when it's faster and easier to let somebody who has the expertise tell you the solution that would be in front of your face if you knew about it. But if you don't, that's fine because we're not born with all the information in the world. Right. And just because somebody else in our life is able to do it very easily doesn't mean that is something that we need to be able to magically do easy. And again, it's guilt ridden, right? I should be able to learn how to do this. This should be a quick fix, but what are you doing in your life? That's taking up your time and energy right now. Currently, there's a very, very good chance that your plate is already full of responsibilities of to-do lists of the things that do matter, there's a good chance your plate is already full. So taking the time to learn a new skill, figure out how to do X, Y, Z thing. A lot of times it's that learning curve that would just take so long that do you really want to spend your free time figuring everything out from scratch? Because something could be a priority in your life like decluttering and organizing, just as you know, an example. Uh, but if somebody else is teaching you the best practices on how to get it done, just that is going to stop you from making all of the mistakes along the way, having to start your research from scratch, having to figure out the trial and errors, just learn from somebody else's trial and error. And you're gonna, you're gonna have a good time. So yeah. Also that's a South park reference. <laughs> It's like, what? Anyway, anyway. This episode is brought to you by the Clutter-Free Home Process, my online course community that teaches you the process I use with every client, including how to declutter and get things out of your home. Yes, including the tough stuff. We're also going to create simple systems and learn how to maintain it, all with personalized support and accountability along the way for six months. Learn more at tidyrevival.com forward slash course. Okay. Another place that I feel like this pops up, this isn't necessarily organizing related, but it just comes up in life. And I feel like anytime it does come up, this is just one of my least favorite phrases ever. And I am sure you've heard it too, is that somebody starts something with, you know what you should do. And whether it is like, you know, what you should do is always unsolicited advice. Maybe it's business related. Maybe it's home related. Maybe it's parenting related. Maybe it's fashion related, whatever the case may be. I find that it's usually followed up with something that I didn't ask for, nor am I interested in. And once I realized this, it's really helped me because then when I have the urge 
to say that to somebody else, then I'm able to internally say, is this completely unsolicited? And does this person actually give two shits about what I'm going to say next? Because if the answer is probably not, then I can just keep it to myself and save everybody some time and save me from being the annoying person who's like, you know what you should do. Um, And, or it can also help give me pause to then reframe what I'm going to say and say something to the effect of like, Hey, I, would you care for some unsolicited advice? Or I have a thought, feel free to take this or leave this. Obviously the choice is yours, but the should do, that's where the guilt is. You should do this. You really should be doing this. And if it's not something that you're interested in at all, then you somehow, the, the implication is that there's like a, some weird obligation there, even like just a, a, tw- a twinge, a little, a little hint, a little bit of essence of obligation that we could just reframe and take out. And then the way that this pops up a lot of times in actually organizing is with the phrase, oh, I feel, I feel like I should keep that. This usually pops up with sentimental items where somebody, you know, maybe we open a box and it's like, oh, well, that's my great uncle. So I should keep that. And then I always pause. And then I ask questions like, are you keeping this because you feel guilty if you're letting it go? Or is this something that's really, really important to you? Because those are the questions. The should, again, it's a guilt ridden word and it kind of lends itself to like an automatic decision. Like that was my great uncle's, therefore I should keep it. But a lot of times we don't stop to ask ourselves, why am I keeping it? Is it just because it belonged to somebody else a long time ago? If that's the reason, it's not necessarily the best reason. Now, if it's a family heirloom that you really care about and your father passed it down to you and you are going to pass it down to your child one day or another family member. And it's deeply sentimental and it comes with a story and it makes you happy every time you see it. That's one thing. But if it, this hideous, large home decor item that for some reason got inherited to you, but you don't like it, but you only kept it because nobody else in your family would keep it. But if you're being honest to yourself and everybody else, you don't really like it at all. Then that's something that could be worth digging into a little bit more and to reconsider. And I think that's something I found really, really helpful as I walk into a space and help people as I'm teaching them. My process is that I'm not walking into a space or looking at a space and I don't want you to either thinking that everything is said and done. I want everything to be a little up for grabs as far as decision-making and like, don't get too comfortable possessions. Don't get too comfortable. We're going to question you all. The answer could be yes. And a lot of it could be an easy yes. And that's fantastic. It's not my job to tell you that you should only have six shirts or you should only have three books. It's, It's not like this, like some weird, rules of minimalism. It's really about asking yourself questions to make sure that the items that you have are things that you give any shits about really. And if they fall under the, I use, want, need, or love this item, fantastic. And if it falls under, I'm keeping this because of guilt and obligation 
to appease somebody in a way that is kind of assumed. It's not even like a lot of times this isn't even real. It's not like somebody gives you something and says, Hey, I am giving this to you. And now you must keep this until the day that you die or else like, that's not how things are given to you, but that's how we receive them. That's how it's really easy for us to feel on the receiving end is that's like the implied, you know, passage of the item onto you. So we hold on to that emotionally. And if you're nodding alone, I just along, not alone. If you're nodding along. I just want you to realize that if you're feeling like this, I'm saying it because this comes up all the time, all the time. So like in my course community, we have a whole module. Module three is just all about, sorry, module two is all about making decisions around the tough stuff. And that's items kept out of guilt, obligation, guilt, gifts that have been given to you, sentimental items, and how to go through the decision process of all of that, how to go through it. And as people have questions, it pops up in the course community too. But this reason is because you're not alone. And looking at things through the lens of don't get cozy possessions, we're going to question you all can be really helpful, especially when you're taking it small chunks at a time. Hey, hun, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. So. Where can we go from here? Something that I think is really important is if you find yourself using the word should, I hope that it is now a trigger word for you. And I mean that in the most wonderful way. If you find yourself saying the word should, no matter how it is in context, dig into it. Just take a second to dig into it and think to yourself, is this warranted guilt or obligation? Is this something that really has to happen. If you're telling it to like your kids, because there's a rule in the house and you should know better about that rule. That's one thing. If you're saying it to yourself, Oh, I should really X, Y, Z. Where's that coming from? Is it guilt? Is this something that you really need to hold on to? I have found that by re-examining those types of things, there are so many things that I have been able to let go of. And this is in all aspects of my life. Right now, we're actually going through a big purging process on the back end of my business too, and letting go of the things that no longer serve us, the things that can be uncomplicated, the things that would simplify things. Like we are just working very, very hard to utilize these same principles in my own business and take action that honestly, it just really reflects what we're learning in the course, which just feels very, very good in addition to feeling simplified, but it has helped me let go of a lot of guilt-ridden, obligation-driven, society expectation type of stuff that doesn't necessarily need to be on my plate day in, day out. And if you feel like you should do it, You should be able to do something. You should keep something. Dig into that. Should, as defined by who? You? Is it something that's really important to you? Or is it something that came up because of 
some obligation or pressure either specifically told to you or not so specifically told you? Was it directly implied? Was it indirectly implied? I just want you to think about that as it comes up. And I really hope that it can help you reframe things as you move forward, both as far as physical objects that you're considering, digital things that you're considering or decluttering, and just obligations on your calendar. Let's just consider it all up for grabs. And as you find yourself saying the word should, reconsider it all. If there are takeaways that you have from this, please let me know. I love to hear all about them. You can either message me a fun little thing on Instagram or TikTok, especially because the DMs and TikTok are really, you can't really DM people as easily as you can in other platforms. So we have in the link in our TikTok profile, a way to just send me a message through my website to make it easier. So you can always take advantage of that. You can DM me on Instagram. You can email me. I'm Carly at tidyrevival.com, but I would love to hear your takeaways. We also would love for you to subscribe so that you'll always have access to the latest episode. And thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. If you want to learn more about working with me directly, you can again, message me, or you can head to tidyrevival.com. There's more information about the clutter-free home process course community over there too. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Carly Adams. It's edited by Brittany McLean. The title song Maverick is by Dresden, the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.